Your Business Voice, the podcast about growing your SME through content, brought to you by Lemon Quarters in partnership with British Business Bank. This episode is part of the Net Zero Heroes series, looking at the impact small business can have on climate change. Today, we're talking to Trash Planet founder Holly Boxall about the journey she's been on to create sustainable footwear. She talks to us about the challenges faced and her top tips for other businesses wanting to make a change. Um, all right, Holly, I think let's start with your your sustainability story with the business. Tell us what was the idea behind the business and, and what, what's been the sustainability journey? So, hi, thank you for having me. Um, so it actually started about three years ago. Um, my business partner and I met on a master's course um, and we spent about a year and a half researching sustainability, the fashion industry, the footwear industry. Um, and our initial idea is that we really wanted to create a business that I guess ticked all the boxes in terms of sustainability, materials, ethics, transparency. Um, from our research, we found a lot of the big companies were sort of promising to do better by 2030. Um, there was also a lot of kind of issues surrounding greenwashing. And we just thought, like, we know it's possible from our research. We know the materials are out there. We know the, you know, renewable energy factories are out there. Like, why is no one doing anything about it? We did also find that in terms of sustainable footwear, there weren't a lot of options out there. Um, I'm sort of used to like stomping around London in big chunky platforms. And I was like, why is there no vegan, like sustainable recycled options? So I guess initially that was one of the ideas was to kind of combine all of those elements into a brand business. So I suppose what, you know, you you saw a niche, something, you know, something that was missing in the market. What were the challenges in, in bringing those things to market that you came across? it was almost like where do we start because there was there was a lot out there and it was kind of hard to decide you know what what route do we take do we kind of focus really on like vegan footwear do we go down recyclable materials um so I guess it was kind of like honing it all in and knowing what route to go down um a lot of the kind of manufacturing as well is in like Europe and then China so we knew from the get-go that we really wanted to focus on Europe um because it would be easier for us to get out to actually physically go to the factories um kind of check that everyone's sort of doing what they're saying they're doing um and initially one of the problems we found was there wasn't a lot in terms of the suppliers we were approaching, there were like no options in terms of fabrics. Um, and then we've actually had a bit of an issue where we found it very hard to get like a straight answer out of a lot of people in terms of like making promises regarding, you know, recycling um, and then not actually following through or being able to provide sufficient certification to say that they're actually doing what they're saying they're doing. And so I guess what did you... What was the solution to some of these? How did you work around them? So our solution was to actually, we we moved out to Portugal in January 2020 because we were like, we can't do this from, from behind a laptop. We initially tried to go through like the development process from um, the UK, from our like uni campus. Um, and we were like, it's just too difficult. There's too many delays. It's it's really hard um, kind of like working with manufacturers and not being able to see exactly what's going on. So we, um, we actually put everything into storage, um, drove out 
to Portugal. Uh, initially, it was just for two months. And then because of COVID, we actually got stuck in lockdown and we decided to sort of ride it out. So we were there until early July. Um, but, you know, apart from not being able to get into the factory, when it was actually safe to go there it was really valuable to us being there because we were able to meet literally everyone like in a day we could sort of drive around to every supplier we were working with check their certification make sure that they're kind of you know doing all the ticking all our boxes um so yeah it, it was it was definitely um great to work like sort of one-on-one with the the factory and suppliers and what has been the response from customers do you think to like has has going to all of this effort to make sure your product is sustainable has that paid off do you think in terms of your your kind of consumers and and I guess fans yeah definitely um when we were when we were sort of I guess I don't want to say stuck in lockdown but we we were because we had no option of getting back to the UK because um you know like the borders were closed and we couldn't get a ferry and as we'd taken the car we were sort of almost stranded um but we we were very vocal about everything that was happening on like Instagram and our social medias. So we really were trying to take everyone on that journey with us. Um, so we had a lot of support from the beginning. Um, I think people just like to see, I guess, what we were up to visiting the factories. Um, and then since then, we found that those very kind of early adopters have stuck with us. Um, and we do get a lot of feedback that people love the kind of the story of the journey that we've been on and how open we are. Um, we also, we're quite open with our design process as well. So when we're developing a new style, we always take that straight to Instagram. We let people choose colorways because we want to be as I guess, collaborative with our audience as possible, because it also enables us to create a product that people actually want and not design something that people don't want. And then it's like, you know, waste. <laughs> so yeah, it's been good. Absolutely. And it, if there is um, a small business listening to this and they're kind of like, what do I do as the first steps towards being sustainable? What would you say? I'd say that there's a lot of pressure in terms of getting everything perfect. And I think as a small business, it's impossible. Um, you know, when you're a small business, you don't have the biggest budget. You don't have like all the resources that a huge company would have. Um, so I'd say that the, the first step would just be to accept that you're not going to get everything perfect from from the get go. But, you know, like taking the first step is <laughs> I don't know how to word it. It, it. It's like you've got to start somewhere. So if you're doing everything you possibly can within your kind of resources, then that's like an amazing place to start. What what do you think are the I suppose I called them quick wins in the questions like what what are the things that businesses can do quite easily do you think without changing too much to to start to make a bit of a difference So I guess like little things like reducing the plastic in your packaging is a really easy place to start that was one of the first places we started so we kind of vowed from the the get go we would never work with any non recyclable plastic packaging so all of our packaging is paper and, and it's compostable recyclable. Um, when we design our products, we actually work backwards. So we consider the death of our, our shoes first, which sounds really morbid, but it helps us to focus on, okay, like what's what are the possibilities with like how we break down the shoe and recycle it so it doesn't end up in landfill and we work backwards. So I guess if, if you're a product-based business, 
looking sort of further ahead in terms of okay when this product comes to the end of its life how can I break it down and reuse the pieces or recycle them and then work backwards um and it, I guess it saves time because then it's cutting out any possibility of working with like materials that won't be able to re- be recycled or will just end up in landfill I think that's a really good answer thank you I guess the last question would be around learnings um I think yeah definitely like what I said before and being perfect because we we were really like for a long time we were like I guess we didn't proceed as quick as we could have because we were just so stuck on like we need to get everything perfect so we were like no we're not launching until it's perfect and I you know what is what is perfect (laughs) when you're running a business so not being too not putting too much pressure on yourself um I guess as well like it, it comes with experience, I'd say, but knowing when to kind of detect that you're being greenwashed by suppliers, because there's a lot of focus on like businesses and brands greenwashing. But I didn't realise like how much it actually goes on from like suppliers and manufacturers um, and just like knowing, I guess, knowing what to look for in terms of like who you're working with, like what accreditation they need to show you um, and just being able to get that information before you start developing and you know going down that route with someone that's it for today's episode we hope you found holly's story inspiring and perhaps heard some good ideas for your own journey to net zero for more information on today's episode visit www.lemonquarters.com or email us at hello at lemonquarters.com